All right, Rabbi Say, good morning. Let us uh, let us begin. So we are continuing this morning in Merit Hashem in Sidkas Hatzadik Os Ayin Hey. We began this particular Os yesterday. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we began this particular Os yesterday, and Rabbi Tzadik introduced us to what I think is. Uh, Really fascinating idea. I want to I wanna fine-tune it a little bit from yesterday. So Rabbi introduced us to this concept that when a person commits an Avera, in the Rebbe's Lashen, that Avera is viewed as Davar Mikri, is, right, is viewed as episodic or happenstance, and ultimately, again, does not fundamentally affect what he calls a Kenyan Atzmi. Because it's mikri, because it's episodic, it does not create a Kenyan atzmi, a personalistic acquisition. Meaning what? Rabbi Tzadik is saying is like this. Now, you know, somebody, somebody called me yesterday after Shir, and they said this seems to go against everything we've always learned. Right? We always learn that what we do shapes who we are. And what we do has an impact on who we are. So how could Rabbi Tzadik say that a chit doesn't become part of who I am? So remember, what Rabbi Tzadik is trying to highlight is the following idea. It is true, everything we do affects who we are, and everything we do leaves a residual effect on, on, on our self. What Rabbi is saying is as follows, that hate does not go ahead and fundamentally erode my inner core. There's an inner core that is always Kaddish. There's an inner core that's always holy. There's an inner core that cannot be tainted by hate. Does hate leave an impact on me? Of course it does. Of course it does. Does it impact aspects of self? A thousand percent. Everything we do shapes who we are. But there's always a little piece of me that remains untainted. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a piece we'll call the personalistic self that remains unimpacted by hate, that retains its kedusha. That's the piece of me, that's a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that can really never be tainted. Remember, we have to accept this premise because it's this premise that serves as the source for tshuva. Right? If I believed that hate fundamentally undermines me in totality and that hate taints everything, then by definition, there's no ability to do tshuva because the ability to do tshuva has to start with some nitzot, some spark of kiddusha. If there's nothing that's there, if there's nothing that's there, then at the end of the day, there's nothing to, there's no platform, there's no, there's no, there's no springboard, there's nothing to start from. So that's what, that's what Rabbi Sadiq is saying. He's saying that therefore, hate ultimately at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is Eino Kenyan Atzmi. It's not Kenyan Atzmi. So I want to go on, if we on our page, Kufai and Vav, Kufai and Vav, so Tzadik says, Therefore again, there is the ability to redeem one's self from sin. Now of course, the, the most basic example of, of Pidyon would be Tshuva. Why is Tshuva possible? Tshuva is possible because I believe that at the end of the day, hate does not fundamentally tarnish my entire self. I believe that at the end of the day, hate does not go ahead and totally undermine who and what I am. Therefore, there's redemption. And I said something beautiful. I read this yesterday, but it's Kedad repeated. Ultimately, again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will redeem Klal Yisrael 
from all of their Averas. Now, I never thought about this before. We say this past like all of the time. In Koflamad and Tehillim, what do you mean, Vahu Yifta Es Yisrael? He will redeem Klal Yisrael from their sins. What does that Loshan mean? What should it say? Vahu Yislach Lechal Avonasav. Meaning, the idea over here is we want forgiveness. The idea over here is that I want to come to to forgive me for all of my transgressions. What do you mean, Vahu Yifta? What is the Lashon of Pidyon, of redemption? And the Rebbe here says something truly beautiful. He says, Ukimo, Davarshen is Kadesh, Rak Bikidushas Domim, She'ein Gufo Kadush Ela Shavyov, Sheyeshla Pidyon. Listen to what the Rebbe says, and this is so profound. He says, What's Pidyon? What's Pidyon? What, 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 is it, what does it mean to redeem something? So he says, Pidyon is when you take, let's take a simple example. I go ahead and I have an item that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, right? A piece of wood that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. I would like to use that piece of wood to build myself a deck. That's what I want to do. Can I do it? Can I do it? No. It's called Me'ilah. But what can I do? I can go ahead and redeem. There's a, there's a concept of Pidyon. I could redeem that piece of wood by going ahead and paying its value to the Beis HaMikdash. And then what happens? The identity, or the, I should say in this case, the sanctity of the beam is removed and put onto the money, removed from the beam, put onto the money. Now, why is one able to do that? Why is that possible? Why is that possible? Because the beam is not Kula Kadosh, right? The beam doesn't have complete and total sanctity. What does the beam have? We've learned this, what does the beam have? Kiddushas Domim, financial sanctity. And because it's only financial sanctity and not what we'll call total sanctity, the sanctity can be removed from the beam and placed onto the money. So Tzaddik says something absolutely amazing. When I sin, when I commit an Avera, what happens? What happens? See, I say, before you opened up Rabbi Tzaddik, you would assume that what happens when you sin, what happens when you sin? You become a sinner. That's what happens when you sin, right? When you sin, you become a sinner, which means what? That the chit itself defines the totality of who I am. I'm now a sinner. And the more I sin, the more reinforced that identity becomes. The Pesachic says, David HaMalach uses a lashon of, V'hu yifteh es Yisrael mikalav Baruch Hu, I could be redeemed from my sin. I could be redeemed. The same way that the beam could be redeemed from the Beis HaMikdash, because the sanctity of the beam is not total, right? It's not complete. It's just, quote-unquote, Kiddushas Damim. There's a layer of sanctity that's there, but that sanctity can be removed. Lahavdil, when I sin and I commit an Avera, there is a layer of chait that sits upon me. There's a layer of chait that I've now existed. Is that chait, does that chait overtake me in totality? Absolutely not. It sits there on my soul. It sits there on my heart. It sits there on my, my identity. But it doesn't overtake everything. And therefore what? I can be redeemed from it. Isn't it incredible, Pshat? There's a concept of pidyon by chait. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, be podemi, redeem me. Because you know this is not who I am. This might be, st- I might have done some really bad things, right? And I certainly have to figure out why I did that, how I did it, and the impact that, the residual impact that leaves on me. But it doesn't take over 
me in totality. It doesn't define me in totality. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, be podemi. Go ahead and redeem me from my sins. The fact that redemption is possible means that sin does not color my persona in totality. It is like a layer that sits on top of me that I need to be redeemed. It's just such an incredible and overwhelming episode. Now, conversely, Conversely, uh, I'll point out over here, if you take a look in footnote, Reish Tzadik Vav, he says something so beautiful here. He says, Re'i Mashakasa Rabbeinu Be'prit Tzadik. So he's quoting over here from Reb Tzadik in Preet Tzadik, who says, Yachel Yisrael El Hashem, Ki Ha'ima Hashem HaChasir V'arbe'i Mo Fidus. V'arbe'i Mo Fidus. So says the Medrash, he said, the Medrash, Shemoshi Rabbeinu Alav HaShalom Nizkan Shememachtes HaShakel. Moshe Rabbeinu could not understand the concept of Machtes HaShakel. Rashi quotes this. Now, what couldn't Moshe understand about Machtes HaShakel, the half-shakel contribution? So remember again, the whole, what, 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 what is Machtes HaShakel? So we often think as of Machtes HaShakel ultimately as a mechanism for taking a census, right? You can't count Jews directly, so you take a census to Machzah Shekel. That's partially true, but remember again, how does the Torah and Parshish Kisisa describe the Machzah Shekel? It's a pidyon nafsho, a pidyon nafsho, a redemption for your soul, pidyon nafsho. Now, again, Rashi says, how is it a pidyon nafsho? Because remember, what would they do with Machzah Shekel? Let's remember this from our Shkalim days. What would they do with Machzah Shekel? Tiklin Chadatin. Remember again, they would buy Karbano Sibor. So the Pidyon Nafsho comes in the form of the fact that ultimately, again, we purchase Karbanos. Karbanos are used to affect a level of atonement. Rup says, in its essence, Machzah Shekel was there as an atonement for Klal Yisrael, for their Averos. For their Averos. Moshe, so the Medrash says, Niskasha Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand the Machzah Shekel. So I will say, so says Rabbi Tzaddik, what's the pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand the Machzah Shekel? He didn't understand how one mitzvah could redeem a person from chait. You see, Rabbi Tzaddik says, Moshe Rabbeinu assumed that when you make a mistake in life, that mistake totally and wholly and completely defines you. Are you not hearing me on Zoom? Okay. Oh, there's no sound. Okay, Jeremy, I think this thing died. Okay. All right, you know, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up a message. I'm tomorrow uh, on Monday.